Hello, musical theatre fans. Welcome to the Mayor of Musical Theatre podcast. My name is Ian Boquette and I love new musicals. When I'm not pretending to be a mayor and asking people about their favourite shows, I see a lot of new musicals. And when something comes along that's different and interesting and challenging, that's a super exciting thing for me. And it's exactly what happened with Killing the Cat at Riverside Studios. It's a show that's about science and faith and it's all told through musical theatre. If you're listening to this podcast, I expect it's because you're interested in musical theatre and I reckon you'll really enjoy this show. This week, we are joined by two of its brilliant stars, Madalena Alberto and Joaquin Pedro Valdez, both of whom have a lot of impressive shows under their belt and both of whom are really lovely people to chat to backstage or more accurately, below stage, under the stage at Riverside Studios. You should follow both of them on social media. Links are in the show notes. And while you're there, please do also give us a follow at at musicalmayorpod. This podcast is produced in association with Musical Theatre Review, currently celebrating its 10th anniversary as your premier source of news reviews and interviews on all things onstage, backstage and worldwide. Check them out at musicaltheaterreview.com, where you can also find my review of Killing the Cat. I really did enjoy this show as you'll read, and I urge you to check it out too. Tickets are available at riversidestudios.co.uk, and you'll have to be quick because it's only on until April 22nd. Now, let's get to the chat with two of the stars of Killing the Cat. It's Madalena Alberto and Joaquin Pedro Valdez. I love La La Land. Oh no. I love La La Land. Welcome to the Mayor of Musical Theatre podcast. I am composer, reviewer, photographer, and now podcaster slash fake mayor, Ian Boquette, but I am far less worthy of the title of Mayor of Musical Theatre than either of my guests today. That's right, two guests, two incredible, fantastic stars of the exciting new musical at Riverside Studios, Killing the Cat. And my favourite thing about having two guests, of course, is that I get to ask them to do my job for me. And would you mind introducing one another? Maybe Madalena, would you mind introducing the wonderful, talented actor oh, on your left? Oh, we're doing the other... <laughs> Okay. Well, what do I know about Joaquin? Joaquin, <laughs> the thing is, is that I love this guy. It's really hard to be objective. Um, Joaquin, you come from the Philippines, don't you? How long have you been in London? Five, five years now. Five years. Five years and has already been in many uh, West End productions, including yes. The Lion King, Heathers. Um, tell me one that might be... Oh, uh, Miss Saigon. Of course. Um, he was also a solo artist in the Philippines and in a boy band. That's a fun fact. Oh, those are two oh, wow. secrets that I didn't hope <laughs> Madalena was going to out me on, but that's fine now. Are there videos on YouTube? Can we look this up? If you search wisely, if you search, yeah. if you search heavily, uh, my turn. Yes, please. All right. I am so lucky to be in this show with an incredible performer, um, a star in her own right. She's played Edith Piaf. Um, she's played um, Fontaine in Les Miserables. She's played uh, Grisabella in Cats. All of the all of the coveted roles. Who was that? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's, she's coaching me now. She's played Evita. Um, Angela Waters, Evita, all of the coveted leading lady roles, she's played them. And there's still so much more that she's going to play. Um, an incredible star. And she is a beautiful um, talent on stage, but even more beautiful off stage. Madalena 
Alberto. Thank you so much. So lovely. I I couldn't have come up with that on the spot. Well done, both of you. (laughs) Amazing. And so you're both in Killing the Cat at Riverside Studios, which is really interesting, exciting new musical. It's kind of a bit different to what you might expect from a lot of other musical theatre. How do you describe it to people? Well, I was looking at me. Go Um, on. How do we describe it? We describe it like you did. We describe it as an attempt to do something different. Mm. Um, Very, very text-driven. Yes. Um, So a lot of the music is... I wouldn't say recitative all the time, but but a lot of the music comes in and out um, from the text. It's written with the um, rhythm of the spoken word in mind as well. So it, it's it was a very challenging show to learn yeah. both mm. the script because it was so precise and yeah. dense, yes. and the music as well. It's it's uh, probably the hardest score I've ever had to learn. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it is quite complicated music. And as you say, the way the tech, I mean, the ideas behind it are complicated. It's about a lot of things. It's about science and faith. It's about science, faith, art, and the finding the median of all three, um, how it's discussing and negotiating whether it should just be one or the other. Mm. Um, It's about love. Um, So it's a lot of heady stuff that, that the show attempts to tackle um, and that we try to bring forth on stage. It's strange. It's weird. I think it's okay to say it. Yeah. You know, it's really, really different. It's unlike anything I've seen before, um, and I unlike anything I've sung before. It feels more like a play. Like if you come into the show, it fe- as a, as a viewer, I think it will feel more like you're watching a play, mm. even if we do break out into song, rather than you're coming in to watch a musical. Yeah. As you say, it tackles these big, big subjects and it's sort of like, it's a discourse, it's an argument Mm. and each of your characters represents a different viewpoint. But you also make them into real human beings. That must have been a very tricky thing to be given this text of, I am, for example, Madalena, you are the rational one, you're the materialist, Mm. you're the scientist. But how do I turn that into a fully formed 3D character? Yeah, I'm. yes. I mean, when I first read the script... There was a lot about the script that I loved in terms of the writing, some funny stuff. I loved the arguments, how we need to interrupt each other and all that. But there's also a lot of dense sort of technical stuff <laughs> where it, it, you know, it takes a long time to learn to talk about molecules and ligands and stuff and try and make sense and pretend that I know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, I just think, I don't know. I just think if we trust what's written and you trust the text, um, then... We just embody it. Like I, I didn't feel like I had to do anything extra uh, to make her real. It's just bring the text to me and see what I can give to the text. And then it just comes naturally. And then being in a cast like this with such... Yes. I mean, we're a small cast, but we're so safe with each other. Mm. And um, it, it makes the job really easy. So it's, as you say, it's about faith. It's about science. Did you have preconceived notions about this when you came in? Did it change your opinions on anything as you were doing it? Um, not... I did have, we all come from a different, like, I guess, ideology and grew up um, from different backgrounds and environments. So sure. you all, I guess we all have our own different understanding of God and creation mm-hmm. or the non-existence of God, whatever, whatever, what side of coin of the coin you're standing on. Yeah. Um, our own opinions on art as well. Um I didn't really change my opinion um, more than I asked more questions. And I think that's the point. I think that's the point of what the piece wants to 
to show. Like you don't need to build a wall mm. with someone or an idea that you don't agree with, yeah. but you're allowed to keep asking questions. And, and even if that doesn't resolve into any answers, that's perfectly fine. I think I was relieved that, you know, we don't need to have the answer and yeah. that the mm. point of the show really is it doesn't matter what you believe in. We can just get along. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is kind of like the point of it. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, every belief that you have should be questioned, should be challenged. Yeah. And this music, when I would um, see it on first night, I was talking to people afterwards who, who said, you know, it sort of opened up a new idea, which I hadn't really thought of before. And it didn't necessarily make me believe in God or make me not believe in God, but it made me question it and made me more open to other people and other ideas. And I think that's the beauty of yeah. it. Yeah. And ultimately, like the character of Molly, who plays Heather at the end, she it's a nice it's a nice little quirky character that she plays. But she drops a lot of the wisdom because mm -hmm. it's about life and love. So wh wherever you are, as long as you're pushing for a life and love, then yeah. then there's something good. And I think it's worth saying as well, as well as all the heady intellectual stuff, it's a really funny show as well. It is uh, a really fun show to watch. Yeah, especially the first act. I think yeah. Warner, the writer, really got a lot of comedy in there. Um, but, but, but real comedy, right. like you can imagine it can happen to real people, like the being interrupted, the being in a, in, in an awkward situation. Yeah. yeah. And the, the second act becomes a little bit more serious, but yeah, yeah I, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah I think it caught the comedy through cringe and awkward moments is really evident and we could feel that already in the script. Yeah. We're like, Oh my God, this is going to be so awkward. And that's where, that's where the funny moments in life really come from. Yeah, absolutely right. It's the reality of life with the real, because life isn't just a serious slog through to death, oh, yeah. is it? Life does have comedy in it and it reflects the real world in that way. Absolutely. Well, as you were saying in your introductions, you've both had great theatre careers. You're doing lots and lots and lots of stuff. You're clearly invested in the world of musical theatre. Do you remember what it was that first got you into musical theatre? Was there like one show that got you into it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, <laughs> your face lit up. <laughs> Well, what is the first show? I think, because growing up mm. um, as a kid in the Philippines, we, we don't have access to a lot of theater the way the UK or Americans have it, wherein they have theater as part of their culture. Yeah. We just don't have that. Um, but massive fans. So as, as I was a kid growing up, we would always watch all of these movie musicals. Oh, wow. And I would have what is now a defunct device called the Betamax player. Ooh, Remember that? I've never heard of that. <gasps> no, Madalena, come I on. What Do you is know it? the VHS? Yes. So before the VHS was a Betamax. It's a small... Sure enough. <laughs> I've never heard Stop, of that. Stop, really? Okay, well, it's a weird I don't thing know. to make up. I don't know if your viewers will know this. But anyway, so we would have Betamax um, mm. tapes of all of the classics on screen. So Oliver... Mm. Uh, Fiddler on the Roof, Sound of Music, and this would be like a tradition. We would all watch it regularly as a family, oh, and and we will. So we were musical, but and I fell in love with the form mm. through the films, but I've never really seen a musical, you know, that really affected me until when I think I was probably eight or nine. I'm I'm not sure how old I was. Mm. And I don't want to out myself. Um, <laughs> I watched a, a Filipino production of Les Miserables. Oh, it was an all Filipino it? production, all Filipino cast. And just 
walking into the the I don't I hardly remember the story from then. Mm. You know, I never really remembered growing up what the story was uh, some of the melodies in the songs obviously because they're so beautiful but what i do remember is walking into the theater smelling the seats and just and hearing the orchestra warm up Mm. and that was a sense memory that i take with me up until now just that excitement and that kind from then on i got bitten Wow, that's incredible. So it wasn't just the stories, it wasn't just the music, it was the whole experience. experience. of walking into a theatre, yeah. That's oh. unlike anything. You, you were born for it. <laughs> I have a similar experience because I'm from Portugal and also mm. I didn't grow up with any musicals. I had zero musical theatre knowledge. Um, in terms of theatre, my mom is an opera singer. So I did used to go backstage, like one of the oldest um, opera houses, the only um, national choir. My mom was in the national choir, still is. Um, and I remember the smell and I remember it, like it's so old. I remember like yeah. pre- pretending I was a princess walking around the corridors <laughs> and, and stuff. So I did always love the theater and backstage. Mm. Um, but I think it was movies as well. It was movies. Yeah. Um, I remember singing in the rain. I used mm. to love cause it was oh. funny mm. and sound of music and my fair lady and the Disney movies, oh, I yeah, think absolutely. is what made me start singing. Yeah. Um, the, the songs like Alan Menken who wrote all the, <laughs> all the Disney stuff. And yeah. I think the first musical I remember watching, I was probably 16 already. Wow. And it was Chicago because the production of Chicago came from England to Portugal, but it was in a big arena. So I didn't have like the nice theater experience, but I remember, and by that time I already had an album CD (laughs) of Chicago. (laughs) And, um, and I remember those. Yeah, CDs, I actually, double discs. My mom gave me Phantom of the Opera, but I didn't like it because I was very like resistant to opera stuff. So I didn't okay. get into it. Okay. But Chicago or jazzy stuff, that mm. was more my vibe at the time. So when I watched it, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Wow. So was that like a rebellion against your, your mother's career? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so what I like doing if, when I have two guests, if, you, if the other person hadn't got into musical theatre, what do you think they would be doing? What do you think Joaquin would be doing if oh. he hadn't had that experience? Oh, that's an interesting question. Go on. I think he'd be a pop star in the Philippines. Ah, I tried that and it didn't work out. <laughs> but but if you hadn't gone into musical theatre, you would have tried again and that's it wouldn't have worked that's out. That's uh, I mean, maybe um, that was an easy yeah. one for me. I think Madalena would be and still should be a famous film actress. Oh, there's absolutely I mean, time. There's like Madalena just registers so beautifully and not just aesthetically, just mm-hmm. like overall, just her energy. There's something about her that just comes across so nicely through the lens. Mm. Um, obviously on stage, but then through the lens, there's just something so warm and genuine and authentic. And I think, I think you know, movie producers out there, you're missing a trick if you're not putting Madalena on screen. You're very kind. <laughs> You're both so lovely. And yes, direct message to any producers listening. <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> so, question number two. We're only on question two. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. Which musical score gets stuck in your head the most often? Ooh. Uh, right now, mm. that lives rent-free in my head, um, Sunday in the Park. I'm going to see a university production of that tomorrow. Oh, lovely. I'm excited. Yeah, that's... Uh, that Sunday in the Park has w- will always play rent free in my head. Yeah, some of those melodies are a little bit avant garde and different and weird, but they get stuck in your head even more because of it. There's nothing else that sounds like it. Yeah. 
Well, usually this is an easy one, but usually it's um, whatever show I'm doing at the time. Mm. And right now, killing. No, honestly, sometimes I'm just saying things like, oh God, and then I have to burst into song. Oh God, maybe that's not the right <laughs> phrase. Um, but there is one. I think Lim is. Um, there's a phrase that comes to me a lot. I don't know what it says about me, but don't touch me, leave me alone. <laughs> And I had yeah, to yeah. teach this to my partner in Portuguese. No me toques, deixa me paz. And he, that's his Portuguese. That's what he knows. Um, there's a lot of musicals that sometimes you're saying something and it just yeah, pops into it your just comes in Les Mis is a really good one. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know how uh, Claude Michel, uh, Sean Berg have, have done it with a lot of their shows, but particularly Les Mis, it just goes into your into the veins. I don't know. You People know it, grow up with it. You hear the intro of one song and you know what that song is. It's yeah. incredible. Well, as evidenced by the fact it's been running, what, 25, Absolutely. 30 years or something in the West End? It's going to be close to 40 now. Close to 40. Oh, I was wow, in the okay. 25th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course you were, yes. A long time ago. What a show. What a show. Well, speaking of musicals that were in London, is there a musical in London that is your current favourite? Killing the Cat at the Riverside Studios. Sure. Is the obvious choice. <laughs> <laughs> but if you couldn't say that one. Um, I think Cabaret is definitely one of them. Is it on? Oh, yeah, 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 it's still yeah, on. yeah, 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 that's great. Um, I liked the immersiveness. I love the score. I like what they're doing with it. Yeah. I, I have an answer, but it just closed. So it's oh, okay. no, probably going to be um, standing at Sky's Edge. Yeah, at the that National, so beautiful? I think uh, it's by far one of the most beautiful things I've seen in my life and heard in my life. Yeah. Were you a fan of Richard Hawley music before? Not at all. And, yeah. and that's what I think that's a true testament because I'm not from the UK yeah. and I didn't know the history of it. But after I saw the show, I was so affected by it. I was in tears. The next day, the whole day, I was just Googling Park Hill, mm. all about Sheffield, all about Richard Holling. Like, yeah, wow. it, it really affected me. And I think it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. And another plea to people listening, bring it back. Bring it back, yeah, producers. So I, I think it's going to be coming back to the yeah, West End, sure. I think. So this is Madalena Alberto and Joaquin Pedro Valdez. I hope you can hear just how much love and respect they have for one another. Two phenomenal performers and two lovely human beings. I just wanted to pop up in the middle as a reminder that Killing the Cat is only on until April 22nd. So now would be a really good time to pause the podcast, head over to riversidestudios.co.uk and book yourself some tickets. It's a really exciting, new, different show. I highly recommend checking it out if you love musical theatre, which I'm positive you do if you're listening to this show. Now, let's get back to the chat. Which musical makes you laugh the most? This is a hard one for me because um, I'm sure there's a lot. The one that mm. I remember laughing the most in recent recent times was when I went to the press night of Back to the Future. Great show. I just think really that the I've never experienced an atmosphere like that in a theater before mm. of excitement, of people laughing, of like the actors were so incredible and so the spitting image yeah. of the actors in the movie. That, it just as, as a show as well, mm. that was incredible. Yeah. So I'm not saying like it's the best comedy in the world, no. but I'm just saying like this feeling of laughter and excitement. Yeah. The last time I really remember that was Back to the Future. And it's great, even though it's a lot of the old jokes from the movie that oh, you yeah. might remember. It doesn't matter. You're with a group full of people. Yeah. And it's so so funny. I'm gonna have to say Heather's, even if I was in it. Oh, that's such a funny show. Because that's just like, and the way they wrote it, mm. um, it's just punchline after punchline after punchline. It was, I think, it was a great exercise for me as an actor 
to work all all different kinds and shades of comedy, physical yeah. comedy, gag lines, and to just make sure that they land. And there's an art and a craft to it as well. Um, yeah, I, I had really flexed my comedy muscles in that show. Yeah. And I, I take a lot of learnings from that with everything I do now. It's kind of the ultimate, isn't it? Because it's got such dark themes to make it such a funny mm. show. It, it takes a lot of talent. Yeah. What is your favorite movie musical? This is a hard question for me because I, I was a film major oh. in, the, in the University of the Philippines and I wrote a paper on mu movie musicals. Okay, we don't quite have time um, for the whole paper. Yeah, so I don't think we'll have enough time for the <laughs> podcast. But yeah. one of my favorite uh, movie musicals, I would have to say Chicago. Oh, that's a really great adaptation of a stage show. Yeah, that's one of that's where everything kind of fell into place. And there's a I'm all about like what's the f form and the function of it, mm. and 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 why it works. Like, why did you need to turn this into a film when it was very successful at, on as a stage adaptation? And where you separately would want to see the stage adaptation and the film and have completely different experiences. Matilda is another one that works. That's well. what I was yes. going to say. The, yeah, the Matilda movie. The Matilda Actually, movie, I think it's my favorite incredible, musical yeah. theater musical movie. And very much not just for kids either. I yeah. had a no. time in my life there. And it's it's always that. It's like you have completely different experiences. Yeah. Watching the watching the film and watching the musical, yeah. you still want to do both separately, which is. Nice. I feel like when it comes to musicals on screen is really hard because I feel like sometimes there is a lot of of the potential of the medium is so grand mm. that I feel like it's missed so it's like oh, I could have just watched it on stage right. while Matilda for example I feel like they, they maximize the form. Yeah. Yes, yes a lot of the medium to complement yeah. what was already yeah. a great great show and uh, sorry, before, because I, I love this, it's a close question to my heart. Yes. Um, singing in the Rain would have to be like the benchmark. Yeah. And that was the golden era of Hollywood and why movie musicals became movie musicals. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not just, obviously, the performers are stupidly talented. It's got the most amazing dance sequences, right. the most amazing songs, yeah. but also it works perfectly as a movie, yeah. plot wise. Right. Oh, this is a hot take. Please. La La Land. I love La La Land. Oh no! I love La La Land. I a shouldn't lot of, say this, but I, I I was not a fan. Yeah, a lot oh, of musical conflict. theater people di didn't like it. As a yeah. as a filmmaker, yeah, that was one of my favorite. Yeah. Well, this is going to cause controversy online. I know. <laughs> Hot take. I actually really enjoyed La La Land yeah. as well. I put myself out there. Okay, so what musical might people be surprised to learn you love? La La Land is a great answer for that. To be fair, I know. Yeah. I'm surprised. I yeah. love you still. Yeah. <laughs> um, I the first thing that came into my head was Moulin Rouge. Oh, okay. Because people who know me, they know that like a lot of like really acty things, and Moulin Rouge is very dancey and. And but I just I loved the spectacle. Yes, I just wanted to be inside uh, there, like the, the 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 stage version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I love the movie as well. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the movie I was blown away. I yeah. was really young, and and I was like, "What is this?" And mm. but uh, yeah, Moulin Rouge on stage. I was I'm surprised that I enjoyed it. So. Yeah, I surprised myself. And you get so, so many pop songs. It's just like, I want to listen to every single I pop song ever medleys. written all in one I show. I absolutely yeah. love the medleys. I was living yeah. for them. Yeah. 
a surprise that I like. Yeah, so maybe a guilty pleasure or something completely at odds with your oh, personality I'm, people wouldn't expect. I don't know if people are surprised by it. I sometimes surprise myself that I like it. I love Six. It's a great fun show, isn't it? I love Six. It's 70 like, minutes of I, mayhem, I love it. And not just like love it, like I'm a massive fan. I saw it at the arts. <laughs> this is, okay, I surprised Madeleine. Because <laughs> um, no, it's, it's just so antithetical. Like I'm such a bloke, but then mm. I love Six. Like I was listening to the cast album heavily yeah. watched the, the arts ad screaming my head off <laughs> um, massive fan of all the queens okay so dream scenario you get cast as a queen for one night which queen are you going to perform as oh um uh, and Boleyn. yeah that's a fun one isn't it yeah that's yeah. a fun one but i also want to sing heart of stone so jane why not yeah. why not be two it's <laughs> <dream>. <laughs> okay so on the other side of that is there a musical that other people really love but you don't understand you don't quite connect with for whatever reason doesn't have to be a mu musical you hate just something you don't quite understand that's a good question Adelaide, <laughs> Go on. Very yeah. guilty. Killing the cat now i'm uh, kidding no, <laughs> um oh, i don't know the first one that comes to my head is mama mia it's a very common answer for this question um also, Dirty Dancing on stage. I, I watched the first time around. I haven't seen it now, so it might be really good. But um, the first time around, I used to love the movie, actually. That yeah. is a guilty pleasure. Sure, sure. When I was young. Um, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is that I there's a place for for everything and every kind of art, like every kind of musical. Yeah. And I might be in one of those shows at some point in my career. Like, so it's not, it's not dissing it. Just maybe something that when you look at it from outside, you, you might not connect as much, like you said. Absolutely. Like at this time yeah. in your life as well, people yeah. could change. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand why lots of people love it. Mm -hmm. This show that I'm about to say, cause I went to see it and I had a, incredible friend that was in it he's extremely talented i enjoyed myself yeah but it i didn't realize that i was i wasn't something that i was gonna go see on my own if it sure. weren't for a friend of mine who was in there okay and when i got there i didn't realize how loved it was it was only fools and horses that's another one where you've seen the jokes before but the theater erupts with laughter. oh my god like I didn't get probably half of the jokes because I didn't grow up watching the show. Of course. But then it was just so nice, like what you said, to be in a theater that was just... And you look left and right, and by no means, like it, it wasn't the typical audience that you would see in any musical, mm -hmm. which I love, which I think is great, because now it's trying to capture a specific kind of audience that wouldn't otherwise go to the musicals. Yes. yes. But then now they are. And I think it's incredible. Like, But again, like personally, I didn't... It wasn't a show that I would have gone uh, if it weren't for a friend. So thank you, friend. Um, but now, yeah. Yeah, I understand now. Which musical have you never seen that you think maybe you should have seen? Could be like a classic show, which is really loved, but you've never... Oh, this is so it? easy. I haven't yes. seen Hamilton yet. That's a big oh, show. dare you. I know. So this, like, yeah, I must, I must, I must. Have you listened to the cast recording? Are you a fan No, of because I, I, I didn't want to go in with any preconceived ideas. Like, That's I fair. really wanted to be surprised by it. Um, and I'm still holding to that. I can't wait to see it. Um, it's just, it's taking me years. <laughs> <laughs> Musical that I haven't seen that I think I should. Yes. Mamma Mia. <laughs> Well, Why do you think you should? Because it's like a staple on the West End. It's true, it's true, now true. it's 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 historic now. You know, what I mean, and they're doing a massive reality show on it. I mean, it's now, arguably, I would say it's now up there as like a West End piece. Yeah, yeah. 
like Phantom and and Les yeah. Mis, it's so now there. Lion King, and yes. Lion King, it's there now. So I I gotta go see it. Which musical's fictional world would you most like to live in? It's I a know. weird question. This I is know. really hard. I know. The, I know I, my answer. Oh, go go. You, no, you go. And Juliet. Oh, that'd be so fun, wouldn't it? Just the design. Like I was so in love with when I saw it. Mm. I'm like, it's a great show. Yes. Lots of great talent, but. It's just the design blew me away. It was yeah. so cohesive. The world that they built was so fun. Yeah. Um, and every character you see on stage, every actor on stage is wearing yeah. something amazing, is doing something amazing. Yeah, I want I wanted the Romeo's jacket. Like <laughs> I wanted I wanted to take it home. Like, you know, yeah. just just the cursive. I wanted all of that art. So it was really nice. Incredible. I don't I, I don't know an answer actually. Because I was thinking about this and yeah, if I think about sets and stuff, maybe I can come up with something. Like Moulin Rouge or something but then yeah. she dies like everybody dies <laughs> everything is really tragic um, that's okay you don't have to be one of the characters you can just be someone sat in the yeah, corner like, for Moulin Rouge what the world show. do you feel like you want to live in I guess it's uh, for me I it's automatically really me. I automatically went to the design aspect of yeah, it because yeah, it's yeah. like what where do you want to what costumes do you want to wear I just the thing is the reason why I love being an actress is that you can be in many different that's worlds that's true if you make something else yeah if you were to direct a radical restaging of a classic musical, which would you adapt for modern times? Adapt for modern times. Uh, Chicago. That'll be interesting. I feel like it's only ever done in one very specific way, yeah. which is great. Obviously, Bob Fosse, amazing. But do you have any ideas for what you'd change? I don't know. I'd like to see a version that is not semi-staged, like to really create a world yeah. and create these um, these downtrodden women in prison cells i don't know just maybe i love the original version by the way yeah. which is not the original it's the second of course yeah. uh, reiteration mm. i love the version that everybody knows yes love it but i wonder if i wonder what it would feel like to to create like a real real world with those women it's a great answer okay i would love to do into the woods now that's one that gets adapted a lot. Yeah, because I, I, it just it's le lends itself so much to imagination. Hundred uh, percent. But I would love to do it in a really small scale storytelling kind of thing, and I'm sure it's been done in that scale before. But then, yeah, just yeah, it's got quite a lot of depth to it into the woods, and everyone reads into it things from their own childhood. So right. every director can put their own yeah. stamp on it. So the big question. If you were the mayor of musical theatre and you had the power to put on one show that runs forever so you can go see it whenever you want, which show would you put on and which venue? One of my favourite, favourite shows is The Band's Visit. I love Gorgeous. That show. So I wonder if it would be that one. And it couldn't be anywhere huge because I think it's very intimate. And I was thinking about The Garrick. The Garrick oh. would be good. Or even The Phoenix, I think. Gorgeous theatres, absolutely. Yeah. That, that would be good. Um... I just, I think there should be a law, if I'm the mayor of musical theater, yep. there <laughs> should be a law that at any given moment on the West End or on Broadway, at least the main theater districts, sure. there should be a Sondheim show. A hundred percent agree. There yeah. should be a Sondheim show. And you can put Les Mis back in another theater, maybe the Gilgood, <laughs> and, and put maybe a Sondheim show in the Sondheim theater. Um, well, so no one's going to listen to me. But, you know, Sunday I just... in the park should be... I just think, like, yes. at any time, that a Sondheim, and if, if one Sondheim, if the Sondheim show 
finishes its run, then it should be replaced by another one. There yes. should be a Sondheim rep company. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, I we're going to open a rep company. I agree. A Sondheim rep company that keeps yeah. rotating I the Sondheim yeah. work. So this is my second interview of the day. I was talking to Louise Dearman from Wicked and Everything earlier. Yeah. And we were talking about this exact same thing. There should be a Sondheim rep. It should be there each of his shows, cycle through yeah. all of them. Great. So they're always At going. any given moment, there's a Sondheim show to be in seen London. in London. Yes. And I think everyone wants this. Let's yeah. make it happen. Again, yeah. People listening. Yeah. Yes. Make Let's it happen. It. Equity. Uh, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a lovely note to end on. Uh, thank you so much. I'm going to let you have something to eat. Something, thank you. A bit of rest. You've got another show later. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You've been incredible. Thank uh, you. It was Thanks. a pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. That was Madalena Alberto and Joaquin Pedro Valdez. I really enjoyed this chat with them. Such talented and lovely human beings. Do follow them on all the socials, links are all in the show notes, as well as this podcast at at MusicalMarePod and MusicalTheatreReview.com at at MusicalTheatreR. Finally, you only have until April 22nd to catch their exciting new musical, Killing the Cat, so head over to RiversideStudios.co.uk right now for tickets. Thank you for listening and for everybody who is getting involved on social media, telling your friends and leaving reviews. It's all a huge help for the podcast and I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Check back next week for a very exciting episode. I cannot wait. Keep it musical. Bye.